Welcome back to my lovely IHP community. Today we get to talk a little bit about handling emotional immaturity and insecurity. Now, we share a lot of different types of stories, or I know I share with you a lot of different types of stories and how the love cycle differs from the shame cycle when we get to talking about that one and the part about 5D mystics versus 4D and also 3D as well as what it means to be in an integrated brain. And so one that is working with the mind sight and mindfulness. And that means that you're one always with all hands on deck, left, right brain, default mode network down regulated. So this is where we do know how to mature integrated brains, our emotions as they arise in an insecure and immature format. And this wise gonna say <clears throat> the idea that enlightenment so age group people don't have emotions it's not how that really goes <laughs> so we're gonna get to talk about how that really goes so you can hear about it but also you can move out of your own emotional insecurity and immaturity okay so uh, i know that some people have questions that are of a bigger scope send them my way in the meantime we're going to start with, if you believe in evil or the devil, you don't want to be here because we don't. 5D mystics, enlightenment soul age group. So I'm going to use the word believe because that way it leaves you understanding we don't. You can believe whatever you want. And that's why you have other types of podcast host people and other types of educators and all that great stuff. So 5D people are independent learners and we actually do not put any person, expert, title, whatever their name is, even the entity called God, which even when I was a kid, I didn't give it a pedestal. I was explained of its creatorship and I was very much explained of the son called Jesus who speaks, forgive them for they do not know. In fact, to this day, my promise was I will forgive them for they do not know. I'm not an all-knowing, all-powerful being. I have no right whatsoever, not even a little bit, to cast a stone. And when I learned that I had been taught to cast a stone, I gasped and I was ashamed. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute, they taught it to me because that's me, a child. They taught me how to do the whole good, bad thing because they wanted me not to do the bad thing that could put my life in danger. And so, and so from that day forth, I never cast a stone again, which means... As I share with people who say, but you do have an opinion, yes, but I do not uh, condemn or make it a fact or anything. I'm the pseudoscience lady for a reason, and I'm okay with that. I'm not an adaptive child who's going to try to empirically prove shit for you because that's not what we're doing here. I support people who want to get educated about how to be their self. That means you, yourself as a human being, inner growth. Very simple. It can get very in-depth. I am a mystic. That can get in-depth. If you don't believe in magic powers, energy worker is what I am when it comes to Reiki Master. As for the Akashic Records, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that I get to channel and do. And that's where our lovely physicists can talk to you about different dimensions as well as on all of other things. And we're not going to do that one today. But there's plenty of neuroscience, quantum physicists. And yes, I'm bringing science into and integrating it with spirituality, that's because they both say the same thing. They just speak different languages, but they both are the same thing. So, same, S-A-M-E. I'm not confusing them. Here, I met an adaptive child who told me I'm confusing them, and they showed me their tattoos. I'm like, no, I'm not confusing them. I'm bringing them together. I'm saying one and two equal the same, because that's what I've been able to do, connect 
the dots. So you don't have to believe in any of this. This is not about believing. Again, I'm going to walk you through emotional maturity if you want to move out of emotional insecurity and immaturity. And then very straightforward. Okay, so your opinions are great. They're valid. But here we're people that are open-minded, our head falls out, don't matter, you know, again, the people who want their head to stay in the skull, they, they, they definitely have their head in their skull, we do too, our heads don't fall out, being able to use my left and right mode is actually an optimized human being's brain, it's other people that don't know the difference, that's all, so again, uh, if you believe in the devil or evil, please go tune in to people who believe what you believe, I do not, I believe in the infinite higher human consciousness potential experience and that's what we get to talk about and I am experiencing it that's why I get to talk about it and educate about it so I don't like to say teacher because I'm not a teacher but I'm a mentor for those who do mentorship or consultant I have a lot of different ways consultant is fine professional content creator freelance what, what do you want to name it I'm an entrepreneur I, I always dislike having to use words and labels so I still dislike it because my name's Maria and I'm guiding, yes, but you're the one who's motivated. I just have a way to share with you something that then opens you up to your infinite higher human consciousness, your potential experience, not mine. I'm already here, okay? And on that note, every human being is a superhero. No one is more of a superhero and, oh, no one's a supervillain. Even the ones who think they are, we actually know they're not a villain. They're part of the same energetic fabric that we are part of. So technically, either we're all superheroes and supervillains or super rescuers or all-inclusive. It's the name of oneness consciousness. The 4D don't get it. They only think some of them are superheroes and others are super villains and then they're super rescuers. And we're like, no, no, you're actually mistaking what is, which is we are all the same energy. So get it straight, please. And okay, I'm going to get out of that one because it's not part of this uh, episode. These, these episodes are for emotional insecurity and immaturity <laughs> and moving out of it. But to my 5D peeps, you got to laugh, did you? Don't worry. I'm sure we got plenty of other content coming up because I can't keep it to one for now. But we might end up with one episode a day. We'll find out. I have plans for you. Again, remember retrograde season. We got some paid subscription-based model content already in the queue, lined up and published. And then we got some more coming up. So if you want, you can also uh, support the channel and subscribe again or send your questions. I'm doing some that might be free, some might be paid. I don't know yet. I'll figure it out as we get the questions rolling on in. And that's only for 5D Mystics. I'm pretty sure other people won't have that many questions. But you never know, right? And I say 5D Mystics because, of course, the people who are serious about their human stuff are actually already with the good informed trauma people and I'm serious when I say that because luckily there's good informed trauma people who are helping people to get out of their human suffering and it's great to see them there so uh, back to us when we get to deal with emotional immaturity and insecurity we actually deal with it in our own brains and I'm going to use a very specific example as mystics the 5d1 will be able to pick up on their collective and there's a group of people I've been sharing with you all that I really, really still am working on, working to get to that equanimity land. So we're going to get to take advantage of the fact that I have immature and insecure. No, it's immature, not insecure, because insecure would mean that I'm not confident. I'm actually very secure. 
But I could say insecure because I really don't care if you want to do insecure and mature. They both, to me, mean the same thing. It means emotions that are not yet in the land of equanimity. So they're not in zero land, okay? To be straightforward, that's the self-empowerment land. That's why we know it's insecure or immature and basically that we're not in a balanced wisdom scale. Who's we? The person who is speaking from my mouth, me, Maria. So you would know that your emotions are insecure and immature. And you'd be like, yeah, I'm being an insecure, immature human being right now. My two-year-old is here and it's being a whiny little baby about something that it doesn't like. And that's called hypocrisy of the people who want to talk about love, for example. So here, I'm using a very straightforward example because I love love. And when I see people talking about love and then they throw shit in their neighbor's face because their neighbor has some deal and they want to say that they didn't throw shit, that basically they're right and then the super villain is wrong. And that's when we begin to say, okay, let me turn, walk away and leave right now because I'm not going to get in it with the adaptive child people. So again, (laughs) we're also picking up on their two-year-old and they're picking up on our two-year-old and this is exactly why we say let me turn around walk away and not look back because i don't want to become my insecure immature kali kali without shiva is not really fun to be around remember the story my lovely group kali is doing what protecting life and she gets kind of out of sorts and she knocks shiva down by accident then she realizes and goes and breathes back life into Shiva. That's where we're with Shiva. So we always have Shiva, even if there's an immature, insecure. As a mature person, I have Shiva and Kali. As a teenager, mm, had Shiva and Kali, but there was not too much of Krishna Lila yet. Krishna Lila came in time. <laughs> and definitely is fun to have Krishna Lila. That's our ventral vagal nervous system state. Okay, so long story short, the please appeasers is the group I'm talking about. So there's uh, safety behaviors from our nervous system, defense mechanism. Uh, It's fight, flight, freeze, fright. You've heard of that one. Attach, cry, collapse, submit, please appease are also found. Recently, those have been found and added. So the good psychoeducators know about it. The ones who are not good don't. They keep talking about emotions being stupid. And that's stupid, actually, because they don't understand how important, instead, emotions are and how to move into compassion land, which is really beautiful because your body actually is really in its optimal state when it's able to take advantage of Purusha Prakriti connection, which is where our 5D Enlightenment soul age people are, the functional adults or the mystics or both. That's what we are. So we're always in integrated brains and restored embodied self, which is why we get to chit-chat like I'm chit-chatting right now. When please appeasers come out of the woodwork, I don't even know if I said that saying right, but basically when we finally find out, because we'll find out, you know, the beauty about time is that all knots come to the comb. This is an Italian saying. So, you know, when people say, oh, someone might be lying to me. We're like, well, you know, in time you'll find out the truth because lies can't hide too long. No, I won't. Yes, you will. No. Okay, fine. Okay. So long story short, I mean, if we are concerned about lying, it will only be in a way of really, do I need to make sure my bank, like it's not a deal. We don't care if you lie to us. Now on a scale of the law stuff, that's different. That's why people should not break the law. They should make sure to say, I'm not going to break and then not break it so they can be a part of society and actually contribute. So some people, they don't do that. And really the people who get into trouble, we want to help because most of the ones who get into trouble, it's not really because they were being mature emotionally or mentally. In fact, we want to get them good therapists so they can do personal development. 
And that's where some of them won't want to do it, though, because they don't think that uh, they need anything. Because the movies make drinking, sexing, uh, meaning having fucking sex all the time, and then doing drugs, all that stuff in the excessive way. They make it look like it's cool, or they make it into the scarlet letter thing, kind of like, oh my god, polyamory, you're all whores. It's like, no, we're not, but okay. We're not like that big of the whore thing. You're not insulting us. You're at, it's a profession. There's a reason for it. Why are you still, what, what year do you live in? I'm so sorry. I thought it was the future. Is it the future? Am I in the future? Or are you in the past? Which, which one is it? <laughs> I, love, I really, I never thought I'd become so humorous as a 43-year-old because I never realized people were really not adults. Honestly, I have to say this. I did grow up with Jesus and God. <laughs> I didn't grow up being oblivious to science. I had biology in high school. Thank goodness I wasn't in uh, the whole let me deny Darwinism, even if I had an argument about death and heaven with my teenage lovely little boyfriend that everybody knows about. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious, man. I, I bet you one day maybe I'll share with them. Hey, guess what? Our story's online. I'm sure they, I don't know. Well, anyways, <clears throat> we got to wonder, right? Maybe I'll get to chit chat soon. Soon enough. Um, so here's where emotionally immature and insecure people, what they tend to do is not actually uh, present the truth to you in your face. We don't actually have anything to present to people who please appease because we recognize that's a safety behavior of an infant that had a nervous system that adapted to this environment. So we don't want to be the mean people, and that's why we acknowledge our own inner world immediately because it's like, wait a minute, even if we don't like that they're not telling us the truth, there's no reason for us to go out of our way to do something about it. What am I going to do? Mm, I'm going to process that emotion. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Yeah, I think I'm going to use my brain. Okay, let's use the brain. What are we going to contemplate? Mm, well, as a teenager, it was very straightforward. Lying, uh, it's a, not a very good thing. Gonna come back and bite you in the butt. But I don't really care because it'll come out and eventually you'll have to make up your mind about something. So here's where you can lie all you want. I'm not really hurt by your inconsistency to not know how to be a consistent human being who can speak the truth from your mouth since you're not the only one who apparently can't speak the truth. A lot of other people who can't, they actually even use words as weapons and try to pick at you with words that might. <laughs> you know what's beautiful about being empowered though, right? From the heart that is, the love cycle people. Is that when people call us names, and they've called me many names. Oh no, not many, but I can only imagine some. One person, she's coming to my mind. Oh my gosh, I love her. I love her to death. I wish that we could be friends still, but I'm pretty sure she's labeled me <laughs> somebody who's not in her box at all. Oh, but maybe I'm wrong. For all I know, she's enlightened at this point in her human journey. How many years has it been? I don't even know. So long story short. And this is not a please appeaser, actually. No, no, this is a person who, who has the scarlet letter medieval age times. And there's that. And that's all I can say about that one. Oh, the zero to one-year-old soul age group, that's the added uh, tidbit, or three to seven, whatever ages where they still are basically living those basic necessities. So to them, it's 
only marriage, monogamy, allowing themselves to be mistreated in a way of those uh, rigorous, I'm a woman, you're a man, I'm beneath you because I'm not as strong as you, you must protect me. So, I mean, it's really horrible. Uh, again, medieval ages is what I can say to you because as a woman, uh, I would say that there's no way in hell that I'm going to allow any male or human being, for that matter, they female to actually treat me in a certain way and think that that's okay. Uh, and that's where, culturally speaking, luckily for me, I'm American-Italian, I guess. I don't know what to say. It's not about culture. It's actually, I meet people from a lot of different cultures and it's subjective opinion. So I've met people from all over the world, actually. I'm an international person. I've met people from the Middle East. I've talked to women about um, the culture with Islam and they are very appreciative of the balance. In fact, one of my classes actually was in a social gender and the women that spoke up from their country made it sure, made clear we'd know that they are not in agreement with toxic behavior and that's between other women as well. So that their culture, Islam, is not one that is supposed to be what we're seeing on the news. So they made sure to enlighten us Westerners, because obviously I'm a Westerner, about the fact that we don't agree with things that are happening in our place. And we are looking to educate and empower women, and it's going to take time. So the grown-ups know how to use their mouth to talk and not yell. And I'm a political science major, I forgot to state that, and I have a master's in international relations and diplomacy. So I'm meeting people when I was, at the time, academics who are in their countries doing things, and they are actually also some diplomats. Therefore, not anyone, and even if it were anyone, if they're local and from there, they're giving you their experience, and therefore, to unvalidate it seems quite disrespectful, which some people will do when they hear about different opinions from the locals of a place. And that's where, when they're Westerners, I will say, you know, that's your perspective, and I'm from here, and I studied the field. And I would say that you disrespecting some other person's opinion because you have your Western opinion, not really where it could be, is it? I mean, are you really wanting to voice something when you're not a local and you're from another country? Is that your right? Because, I mean... But we don't really get into it that much. We just say, you know, I get it. You're from the West. So, of course, you're not going to agree with somebody who's not from where you're from. <laughs> Seems pretty straightforward. Okay, that's how you handle any type of ego, insecure, closed-minded person who's from a culture. You know, I also was not as aware of how um, ashamed as a Westerner I should be. And I totally am ashamed, even though I know that I didn't choose to do this personally, but I'm totally ashamed of the ignorance of our past. And here I'm going to use this story because this one was really uh, eye-opening. I was in my master's year. It was one of my international either law or something international relations. And we were sitting, all of us, some of us were from the West, others were from not the West. And I'm thinking of one person who spoke up. She's a diplomat. And I believe, if I remember correctly, she was from the Philippines. Or it wasn't the Philippines. It was, uh, and I know I should be better at geography. 
but it was either, no, it wasn't the Philippines, it was either Sri no, it wasn't Sri Lanka, but it was in the India, Sri Lanka, the territory where they were having specific types of issues. Maybe it was Sri Lanka, Bali or something like that. Even though I know Bali's probably not there. Okay, I'm horrible right here. See, I'm ignorant in geography. Can I have a laugh? I know it. It's my weakness. It's fine. I've never tried. My memory's crap. But this person, beautiful human being, we're in class, we're having a debate about Western world, and this was about the uh, Nike and the factories and industries of people going to their countries and, and, and using the children to work. So Western, all of us over here were saying we didn't want it. We were, I mean, I wasn't saying anything. We were learning about laws and all this, all this other stuff, but we were on the side of we don't want children to work, essentially, obviously. We all know that if you're from the West, this is where I was going with that. I'm ashamed because as we're discussing these laws and what we're trying to do and creating a better place and da 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 and how we are trying to stand up against what is called child labor, the people that are from different parts of the world, and in this case, the one woman who looked at me and was looking at all of us and other people, but she's the one who made a statement. She said, you know... Every time you come to our country and you do what you do, you know those children, they feed their family, right? You know that you, you actually are sending a family to starve to death. Every time you come in, this, I forget exactly how she put it, but she looked at us and said, you are every time sending a family to starve to death. Like, I was just so like, wow, that's just wrong. And... Here's where I sit and stand and we'll sit in silence because I met an anthropologist and he, he's Italian and he also is an academic. And he had this whole way of talking about cultural and nobody has culture anymore and he's all closed-minded about the global plane. And, and I was like, you can't lose your culture just because now we have a global market and global this. People are going to remember their heritage. They don't just lose it like that when it comes to how they actually are with culture, this is independent. Every country is going to have their own way of moving into moderation and the future if they want to. It's not by Western world. Colon we don't do. We, we, we already did damage with colonization. So here's where, as a person from this side, if you will, what I learned from my years of academia was how horrible and how wrong the entirety of everything that I thought the West stood for, and in this case, I mean, not going to say it, not even going to bother saying it, because at the end of the day, right now, thank goodness, we have a global awakening to respect cultures, and that's why we have some extreme groups for now, but we're going to move back to moderation, because moderation is the adult's version of what gets reorganized, and reorganization is what's happening. So I don't need to specify things that are very straightforward for the intellectually and emotionally mature human beings. What I'm trying to get to is this other human being mentions a couple of things and also the part about how different cultures have different belief systems when it comes to, for example, uh, we were talking about, in this case, visectomies and the uh, also there's in the, I don't remember where, but it's not visectomy and it's not 
It's one of the ones about, um, see, I forget words, but on that note, it's a cultural aspect that gets, that takes place. And it's not bisectomy because that's for older gentlemen if they choose to do it. Um, for men, there's the circumcision. For women, I forget, there's a word and some cultures do this, but it's considered inhumane. So this person, this anthropologist, was talking about this specific situation as groups of people from the same country where they perform and believe that this is something you do at a certain age with women, others are fighting against it, and so on and so forth. And here's where, if you're a grown-up, you know how to talk about things. Now, this has nothing to do with the please appeasers. I've now done a sidetrack over here, but here's how a person who wants to be emotionally mature will handle conversations that are of important subject matters. And when people get pissy, I've had that happen, I disengage me personally because I have no interest in getting into it with somebody who doesn't know how to handle their emotions. Because I'm not here to prove a point. Now I'm having a conversation. If I want to do anything when it comes to law, I go and sign myself up to be voted in. That's how it works. And then I go and I keep on doing what people who are in politics do. I chose not to go down that path for a reason. So I'm having conversations because here's where people can learn to use tones that are respectful towards each other when they're emotionally mature. Now, please appeasers, here, let's get back to the actual topic on hand. They pretend all the time, all the time, not sometimes, all the time. So they don't tell you how they think. They don't tell you how they feel. Let me remember Shiva. Let me remember my trauma-informed courses, and that way I can become an emotionally mature person as I spell out the very thing that we are most unappreciative of when people use our time and we use theirs, which is nothing. And see, if you're not telling me the truth of your opinion and you're not participating in it with your emotion, means I don't have a person in front of me. What I have is potentially a facade I'm not I don't need to do I don't do facades when I'm interacting with time because I'm using my breath right now for example this is air I'm using air using my heart using my I'm, I'm embodying something right now we don't need facades facades are for people who want to look good and they can go and look good with their little mantles and flaunt them around that's what a please appeaser is that to us and again let me disengage because they don't know it they don't know what they're doing and uh, we will not be pointing it out that they are doing something because that's what grown-ups know not to do we know not to point fingers to shame blame fault or do anything else we know the right silence so in our own emotional immature moment we will sit with Kali and bring in Shiva it's no thing, Ness. Kali, calm down, Kali. Come on in. Lovely Krishna Leela, come on in, wanderer of the intelligent that you are, seekers. And our integrated brains can start to keep on <laughs> integrating. And uh, it's really nice to explain it, by the way. But when it's happening, it doesn't happen this way. So please, appeasers, we don't ever actually have an encounter with them on it. You find out after the fact, and it's after a certain amount of time, because sooner or later, 
when you hide who you are behind clothes and you create a facade for yourself, you put on the makeup of love, but you're not the love, as you get poked, because having interactions means that you're going to get poked. When you have different opinions, what do you think is going to happen as you get poked because I and you are interacting with different opinions? Sooner or later, lo and behold, you're going to get your two-year-old out there somehow. Do you know why? Does anybody know what emotional triggers are? And I'm being serious right now, even though I know you can't answer me. Raise your hand. Okay, so an emotional trigger is an emotional trigger. I know when I get triggered. I don't like please appeasers. I don't get triggered as much, but that's because most of the time I'm not engaging with anybody who's a facade. I don't do facades, as I said before. I do people who are real. And if they're real, that means that we're having an actual interaction. So the minute that I figure out someone's a please appeaser is the minute that I'm done interacting. And that doesn't mean I'm done engaging in my relationships. No, it means I'm done interacting in anything of worth, value, or substance for that matter. Because in front of me, I don't have a person. What I have is a person who doesn't know who they are or what they feel. And I'm not going to use my breath with that because that's a blind and deaf lion who's in their adaptive child response, to say the least, in an ego that's insecure and is very disrespectful because there's a way that we will feel when you are actually going to blow up in our face all of a sudden with something out of nowhere and then you're not even going to become aware of it and that you're the one who was holding if you will back stuff so again we don't do relationships as therapists let me specify we fought we 5d mystics we don't do relationships because i need to be your therapist i don't want to be a therapist <laughs> I'm a person who does personal development and consulting and content creation. There's no therapy license that you will see, at least not of right now. <laughs> and I don't really have plans to go back to school because that's not where we need to um, engage. Engaging right now, for me at least, it's in conversation and in interactions. And if we're going to do anything for the world, it's going to be by trying to get our lovely people who get voted in to be expanded consciousness versions. We would like that. I would love to see those who care, not the facades, the, the ones who actually have the mature mental capacity, which means they have emotional intelligence as well as mental. If their brain is not integrated, they don't have that yet. They have maybe a left mode that, so let me leave that alone and back to our conversation. Please appeasers, they don't know any different because they don't actually take a look at the trauma-informed stuff seriously at all. And if they do, and then they notice their own self, they would be able to define that. So I will use, uh, again, an example, but it's really just random food for thought example. If you and I are in a long-term relationship in general, not, not this doesn't mean a couple people, okay? Relationship is anyone you have a long-lasting communication with that you develop knowing each other, okay? So you get to know each other, build secure connection. Um, when you have moments that you get into your emotional trigger, it means that you're going to be in a charged state, you're going to say things. And that's because you got poked. And poked doesn't mean that you physically get poked. It means that there's one, two, three, okay, right? So there's a series of events that take place that get you to then speak up. So for 
those of us who are secure attachment, we, I've learned in time, as a kid, I would have triggers. Right now, as an adult, I only have two people. They're, in fact, the only ones who actually have ever had me get seriously triggered. And that's my mother and my twin. My younger sister, not so much. And then my family, I've learned thanks to my mother in time. And I'm talking about my maternal side. Because the other family I didn't have to, I didn't grow up with. Plus, there's a different dynamic. My Italian family is my maternal side, so they're passionate. We're Neapolitan, we're in each other's business. So it's a very, I love it. I love being in each other's business. This is why all of those moments of me and my two-year-old with a very, very, very harsh tone and my mother getting me to learn balance are very important. And so I'm thankful. Like I was saying, my two-year-old comes out with two people, and that's two people. And in fact, my younger sister actually acts as the mediator whenever this happens. <laughs> and then sometimes I actually am still learning how to catch myself before the fact. So sometimes there's no mediator. There's just me recognizing it. Okay, so that is where there is nothing proud or not proud so of course we all want to be at our best behavior but we all have like I was saying emotional triggers when we get angry and I know that I've said I don't get angry because I don't consider it angry <laughs> I just uh, I know I don't blow up but I it's true with as a kid I forgot about all the times that I have discussions with my mother and twin and and my uncles and my aunt and my grandma and grandpa okay so I, I will forget things but they remind me every now and then which is why as I was saying I don't consider myself being triggered very often and if any at all except for by the people I was a two-year-old with so if you learn anything about trauma memory and unresolved trauma that comes up it's that it just it's, it comes up and we got a zero and one-year-old Attached panicky, and then we got a two to seven, three to seven year old shame submissive. So I wasn't uh, ashamed, I wasn't submissive. As you can see, my three year old got up and <laughs> began to be. I was allowed, I had a mother who allowed me the freedom to express myself. So I was in that spot. And my twin, we are complete opposites when it comes to she's if you if you ever meet her, and actually, we have for those of you who watch the videos, she and I have a, one of the talks, two, two episodes. And she's soft-spoken, she's like peace and love and hippie and all that stuff, right? Just watch the video, see. <laughs> We're completely different energies. And I laugh because, uh, yes, as a teenager, I was a lot more uh, rigid, but not in a way of not integrated brain, in a way of mm, don't come near me if you don't want to hear what I have to say. I learned how to be equanimous and compassionate in my tone as time moved forward. As a teenager, I didn't have to. I made the friends that I wanted, and I had my boyfriend that I wanted, and I was happy. And I still to this day look to my teenage years as the best years of my life. No, they're all my best years, but I'm saying that teenage years was really fun. And that's where today as adult, the life is pretty fun too. Please appeasers are my least favorite because... They will have created a series of events where they seem to agree with you. They even highlight qualities and then they come out and it's the complete opposite. And the minute that comes out, 
we don't uh, need much to know that it's the truth because when you come out with a trigger, it's something that you are very much holding on to as important. It's not about right or wrong. It's that that matters to you. Okay, so this is why it's your own personal trigger. You will know. So with me, I know what triggered me as a kid growing up. To this day, I can tell you what triggers me if I have to. I won't because I don't. But I'm saying we have ownership of where we get charged, the love cycle people. That's why I said I don't feel shame about it. I am not going to say I'm proud of having a two-year-old that has an attitude and a tone. No, this is why when I turned about 16-ish or 15-ish, I recognized and I said, I want to work with my tone because I don't like answering my mother or my uncles or my family in this way because I don't actually feel this way about them and I want them to know that. So I began working all on my own without any somatic information on my tone, which means working on your ventral vagal nervous system, by the way, on decharging, all these things we talk about. So being able to do that was a choice because I love my family and I don't want to have the tongue. That's where it stands when you actually choose to be your version as a grown-up, which doesn't mean let me lie to you and pretend. No, it means learning how to become, like I said, as a teenager, well, I was a lot less compassionate in my tone. I had a lot less, a lot of things. <laughs> and today I'm a lot more, I'm going to say fun, but anybody who meets me, uh, they, 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 they actually have the teenage friends. They still see the same person because I'm just as dead serious as I ever was. So there's that. The people who just meet me, that's a different story. I tell them, if you would have met me as a teenager, you probably wouldn't have liked me <laughs> because I was not as open and flexible to certain types of joking arounds that I am now and stuff like that. So long story short, we know what our areas again are so we're not going to hide them from our friends we're going to spell them out that's why we thank our oversoul they help us know exactly what to spell out to people about how we are and so with the please appeasers what i wanted to say was we don't actually do anything uh, i don't engage with people who have safety behaviors because i know that they have unresolved trauma that they just decided not to take ownership of the minute that the adaptive child points a finger at a functional adult and says, I claim it to be so, we got our idiot because they're dead sure and they're going to make a statement. They're not going to leave a room for talking. So the minute you make a statement in my face and you're going to point that finger in my nose, even if you poke my fucking eye out, Meaning that whatever it is that comes, it doesn't matter because we're not actually flinching. This is what I was trying to say. We know how to have emotional mastery. By the time you get to your teenage year, if you're a love cycle, you're going to know because there's not really going to be many people. Again, the only people who, if you're an emotional master because you have an emotional relationship with your body, it's not because you're hiding shit. It's because you know how to handle your own emotions, which is why emotions are not stupid. It is the most enriching thing to be able to handle yourself like a grown-up for those of us who care to. When I can be in the presence of people as a grown-up and in fact be able to maintain the stance of an emotional mature human being, I feel very quote-unquote proud. I, I, I think it's silly to use that word, but that's how my body feels. <clears throat> because see, when you can speak proudly, that's when you have emotional 
maturity. When you are a person who is able to be respectful towards all types of social, political, religious, all belief systems, all ideas, that's what makes you emotionally mature. That's what gives you integrated brain because you got it already because you're already in mindfulness and mindset. Without one day of yoga, I only did yoga because I met Sadhguru and did his inner engineering and I wanted to do his Shambhavi Kriya and then I did his Grace of Yoga and stuff like that. But it's not because I needed it to get here to what I'm talking to you about. In fact, I'm here because I chose personally love as a human being and to be respectful and understand different cultures. Because that's exactly what the world is made of. Different belief systems, different cultures, different things. And seeing, in fact, the world in the way it is, to me, is a very sad story. But knowing about the trauma-informed stuff is a very happy story. Because I was like, okay, now I got it. Now I know why they do what they do. Oh, this makes so much sense. The neuroscience people explain it to me. The psychoeducators explain it to me. And I'm explaining it to you. And so for those of us who are proud... We're proud when we can sit as we get accused falsely of things by adaptive children who don't know what it's like to have healthy, functional adult relationships because they don't know what it's like to be their self because they don't know that they're in a please-appease mode or a shame-submissive or an attached cry or a fight-flight or a fight. They apparently don't know that just because the cashier lady looked at you don't mean she looked at you weird and that you thinking she looked at you weird is in your mind and that maybe she didn't look at you weird at all. But maybe she did, maybe she didn't. You questioning and getting upset about it and making a statement, oh, she's a fucking bitch, oh, she's weird. Oh, you know what, maybe I'm weird. I'm the one who's weird. I'm going to hide myself away. And these are very serious topics, by the way, but for love cycle people, it kind of seems straightforward. She might not be looking at you at all, at all. You know, I've had people that are my age and older, they tell me, oh, that person's there looking at me. Uh, no, they might not actually have anything to do with you. No, 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 I know they are, no, here, have, let me go ask, hey, excuse me, are you looking at her? No, okay, there you go, they're not, no, they're lying, I just asked them, no, they're lying, they're lying, <laughs> this is where people will talk about perspective and perception and all these differences, and I'm laughing for one straightforward fact, and that is that anyone can have some self-doubt, you know what I do with self-doubt? Here's what I do, and I've shared this one with some of my closest friends, and this was in a moment where I forget what was going on, but they were like doubting something and afraid that someone was upset at them or something like that, which is normal because, you know, we all get into those moments where uh, we're not having a consistent type of communication, so you get concerned. And so as the friend was saying something about this, I was like, you know, I actually had a dream a couple nights ago, and it was true. I didn't make it up because I had I had a dream uh, that you and you, you and so and so, they, you and so and so were talking behind my back. You're actually making fun of me, and you actually are saying we can't wait to get rid of her. Like this is an actual dream, by the way. I'm not making it up. I had a dream where two loved ones were talking about me in a way. That was very not nice. I woke up, I was like, wow, that was some dream. And since I'm a mystic, here's where with 4D people, they get lost in all that. I don't. 5D people know it's a dream. And you know what we know? These are my loved ones. If they have an issue with me and they don't know how to tell it to me, I don't really know who's the child or the adult, but I don't care because I love them anyway, so it doesn't matter. They can say what they want behind my back. If they're not taking action, it's not true. And by the way, it was a dream. 
So it's a dream. I don't need to make it into a reality. This is the part. So long story short, though, to the friend, I was like, I had the dream. I woke up. I was like, I can think that you might not want me always around because sometimes you might want your, you know, so I, I explained how I actually was able to contemplate this thing because the reality is everybody has moments where they might not want to be around certain people. That's normal. That's why I don't do the whole thing if somebody gossips. Oh my God, they're not my friend. Oh, they did this thing. They broke a secret. They broke whatever, man. I mean, for secrets, it's important, but I've learned that people don't know how to keep secrets, some of them, and the ones who do, I know who they are in my life. Uh, you make long-lasting friendships. So if I ever needed someone for a secret, I have the people that I know. And even then, that's the part. Can you really know but does it matter? Like I share with my good friends who are like me, what secret could it ever be that someone's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to kill myself. And I know there are people that need the good talk about this stuff. Right now, it's a very important topic, the killing and suicide. So we have hotlines. We have people who are responsible. I recently shared a very important uh, theme for my niece with this. And I heard from her and other people who are teenagers that they're, they're talking about. It. So these are important topics. And that's why the movies need to make them a topic of conversation. And that's why we need to share important information, not silence, not weaponize and use words. You talk about, so as my niece and nephew, they were teasing about something. I said, okay, I'm going to tease with you, but remember, it's important. I need to understand. Do you understand this? What I'm saying, it's important not to make fun, to notice your friends, to... So I needed to make sure you understand, right? This is important. Okay, now that I know you do, okay, tell me about the joke. Okay, give me the joke of whatever was happening in the movie and I'll try and have a laugh with you about it because they're laughing and having fun. They're being kids and they're not meaning to be mean or insensitive. Okay, so here's why the middle is always the mature land because entertainment, there are plenty of movies that I don't appreciate. And I'm pretty sure there's other people who appreciate these horrible movies. They watch it all the time. The 4D people particularly. They watch a lot of things that I don't find in any way, shape, or form interesting. I don't even know how they expose their body and brain to it. And so that's where it's very, very much a world full of different interests, isn't it? and different entertainment interests. So unless people are actually looking to go back to the medieval times, and I know some people are, mm, I'm pretty sure that's not where we're going to end up. And this is because if you look at how time progresses, expansion of consciousness and humanity takes place. And if you look at how science matches spirituality, this is why, while people that don't want to accept that science is what is going to lead because it gives us answers, and one point it will give us the answer to everything, a big bang, it will give us the answer of how we tick and stuff like that. Of course, it can't give you all the answers. It's always going to be a subjective experience, the people, us as individuals. So long story short, though, that's the part. Idiots are dead sure about everything. They know everything. Intelligent ones wander. That means we stay curious. That means we look beyond. That means we get creative. And here's that 
selflessness, timelessness, effortlessness, richness of the 5D mystic in the Enlightenment Soul Age group. The ones who are functional adults in the Enlightenment Soul Age group, the integrated brains, the restorative embodied selves, they look at humanity with compassion in their eyes, in their heart, in their body. And they know about moderation. So our emotional insecurity and immaturity, again, when we see the things we don't like, that's when immature and insecure come up, but we handle it. Shiva's there. We take a step back and we silence our brain, our mind, our body. We actually do our best to do it, and we learn very well how to do it. And we add Krishna Lila, because you know, here's the thing. Krishna Lila explores the depths of seriousness with playfulness. And if you love humanity, which is what I've been saying since the beginning of this, which is why we are infinite higher human potential consciousness experiences, the Enlightenment Soul Age Group 5D mystic plane, functional adults, we are pushing every time we get to be presented. So thank you to the please appeasers. I get to push my personal self to move beyond my dislikes of facades and pretends and to remain in equanimity, and then to remain curious, and to remain aware of, mm, that's an adult who doesn't know that they have a safety behavior, that's all, step, get away, move on, leave it alone, and when discussing or interacting in any way, shape, or form, just remember you have a facade in front of you with a please appease, uh, and then we got their adaptive child, what's their pattern, mm, the pattern is, uh, yep, there it is, and their pattern will not be in an emotionally triggered spot, by the way, but it will be in a spot that is of, um, how can I say it? Well, we just know who they are. Whether they know who they are is not our situation. So we engage consistently and uh, nothing really takes any type of change except for us learning how to be emotionally mature and emotionally secure when we're around them and so when we pick up on anything that is going in certain ways we're able to be more eloquent and interact and again do what usually grown-ups do but uh, as for what we consider from the relationship it's not really a relationship it's a person or people that are connections that we have secured over time and that we care about and they care about us. So we care about each other's well-being. We care about sharing exciting moments together. We care about updates. We care about a lot of things. And that's what a secure connection is because you're a safe haven, secure base within your own self. As a functional adult with an integrated brain and a restorative embodied self, so you have additional loved ones, meaning people in your life that you have fun with and you enjoy conversations with. And thanks to love being what we are, we actually nurture life beyond opinions and prejudice always. And our playground is our family. So family is our playground to move beyond likes and dislikes. It's the adaptive children that consider it a training ground. Those would be people who are not in the 5D spectrum because they actually consider their oversoul training. That's not really nice. Your family, you're supposed to play with family and have fun, not be strategically trying to plan your escape or plan how to get to know what to trigger. Training is the military or something. That's survival mode. Why, why would you consider family training? 
So again, Sadhguru uses families or training ground to go beyond likes and dislikes because he's working with people who are not yet their own Zen master. So they're going to need to know that part. And what he spells out is if they poke you and you say you're love, then what's going to come out is love. If what comes out is anger, then you're wearing a makeup of love. So again, as long as family is not a playground, you've not moved one inch closer to your self-empowered version, and that's the functional adult, and that's the emotionally mature with your emotional insecurity and immaturity. So you're able to harness it and hold it and say, you know, let me go tell my friend they're a shit right now. Hey, friend, functional adult friend, you're a shit. The functional adult friend will say you're shit too, and then we'll hug it out and ha ha ha. When we have in front of us, not the functional adult, and we know that there's shit going on. Hmm. Hey, you know, I was wondering about this thing over here. What's your actual opinion? Because when you did this thing, I'm not really sure I got which one it is. Now, if they're reacting and that's with us, we're going to allow them to speak their two-year-old floor out and be like, okay, good to know. I'm so happy that we got to hear that. Um, anything else you were looking to share with me today? Are we good? Are we, what, what, which one? We're good, right? Yeah, okay, good, good. Bye. There's so many ways that when people are, whether it be, again, please appeasers or not, at this point, I'm just saying, any adaptive child will know how to spot them a mile away. And when they spot us and they say, you have more to say, Here's where with those who want to hear it, we get to grow up together. And with those who don't want to hear it, we'll say, mm, this is what I do have, but I'm pretty sure you don't want to hear it because we have different opinions on this thing. So why would we talk about it? No, no, I want to know. If they want to know, then we keep talking. So it's very straightforward. Again, if somebody points out to us, there's something beneath the surface. Now, here's where when they point out something, no, you're lying. No, I'm not lying. If I were lying, I wouldn't be talking to you. And if you accuse me of lying, then I'm going to assume we're not friends and we shouldn't be talking. And I'm serious. So when people do stuff like this, uh, we actually seriously say, mm, if you are telling me that you actually don't trust what words come out of my mouth, I don't accept that. I don't accept that you want to claim to know my intent. I will not accept it. I will agree to hear you. I will not say it's true. Nowhere near I will say it's true. No, I will accept to reiterate that you have your own perception, perspective, opinion, and whatever else you may come up with in your own brain about my own heart. And I will say no. And if I say no, then you will, again, have the ability to say no, no. And I will say yes, I heard you the first time around. And we can agree to disagree and thank you so much for telling me about what you have gathered on your end of the spectrum, as I will share what I have gathered from my end of the spectrum of what I have experienced between us. And I'm very appreciative of all that we share. And that's where you disengage again. People can claim whatever they want from their mouth to another human being if they meet a Zen master. They will not be meeting somebody who folds because they use some fancy word or because they get agitated. They will meet somebody, let's say it gets very heated, that will become silent in this case. That's, yes, because the right silence is what we will always choose because we don't need to prove anything. 
The Zen masters are not adaptive children. We're not having a conversation because we need to prove something. We're sharing time with another human being that we appreciate. This is why, again, we don't like the facades because we're not wasting our time. We're actually creating a moment together. And that's a genuine moment of our own thoughts and opinions because we have an idea of something and we'll respectfully decline. So grown-ups know how to have true exchanges of opinions with this tone right here. Not all of them get here, but we all get here if we want to. And it's because we believe in humanity, infinite higher human consciousness, potential experience. Compassion is the way integration of the brain restored in the body itself. There's your infinite potential. Looking forward to being back with you with more. Again, emotional maturity. Everyone can access it. Have a great day.